Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Pull Up a Stump with your hosts, Cassie and Riot. We're back. We're back, bitches. All right. How was your day? Let's let's just let's just let the people know. You know, everybody wants to know how was your day today. My day was good. It wasn't bad. It's uh, it's been quieter since the haircut sale, which is great. So that's always nice. I like slow days sometimes. It's worth mm-hmm. it, especially after like chaos. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. We mucked out the shop and cleaned it after the haircut sale, and oh my goodness gracious. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, like this place took a beating. <laughs> but we also kind of went ham on it because that's what happens when you're bored. Yeah. That's like even just around the house. I get bored and I clean the shit out of it. But, well, I'm glad you had a freaking great day. What about you? Um, are we going to do a positive affirmation? Yes. I came prepared. I have one oh, ready. Okay. So mine is two things you are in total control of in life, your attitude and your effort. Mm-hmm. I like it. Right? I'm kind of and feeling it lately. I need it. Yeah. Your attitude and your effort. Total yeah. control. I'm digging that one. That was a good one. Mine is not as good as yours today. Because <laughs> I'm kind of just coming up with it right now. <laughs> I'm Cassie. Um, oh, dear. I know. I, yeah, no, I was thinking about today's topic and did not do my positive affirmation. But we'll just do one that I normally tell myself. <clears throat> I am worthy of the love that I truly desire. I like that, though. It's really okay. good. Thanks. See? It's, it's a normal one for my life. That's one of those ones that you write on the bathroom mirror in like red lipstick. Yeah. Yeah. If I wasn't OCD about my clean mirror, I totally would do that. <laughs> no, if it's written on there, then like I'll wipe around it. <laughs> this is supposed to be here. Yeah. I think uh, at one point in time for like six months, I had brush your teeth on the mirror for Mason. He he hated it. He was like, why do you have that written on the mirror? I'm like, just a reminder. <laughs> and then Pick I think the toothbrush. he's like, mm-hmm. here, post your post your reminders on post-it notes, not lipstick. I was like, oh. Thanks for the post-it notes. <laughs> I Never actually remember that. when I was a kid, uh, I was like 14 I think and it was like my first time I went through like something really freaking crazy as a kid and um I went to therapy and the therapist told me that like every morning I had to write on a sticky note something that I like liked about myself or whatever and I had to stick it on the mirror and so I had like literally this much room for my face like so I could see it and then the whole mirror was just like sticky notes and I cheated all the time and like wrote the same thing over and over again because I thought it was bs but um yeah at one point I did have that that might maybe that's where my now it wouldn't be bs huh (laughs) (laughs) like that's actually that sounds pretty good but like you'd be in the mirror doing like one eye 
Ew. <laughs> One eye at a time. Yeah. You're like, this is all I have room for. Try evenly contouring your face like that. Nope. <laughs> Heck no. I mean, the mirror I work with is probably like, I don't know, eight inches in diameter. So I'd have like four post-it notes and I'd be like, I can't see. <laughs> no, and I apologize if I'm rubbing my eye like a crazy person. I'm pretty sure I have like someone's hair in it. Ugh. I do not miss that about being hazards of the job. Want to yeah. hear an interesting fact about that? Yeah. Before absolutely. we actually get on to like the proper topic. So I have this client and she's going to school to um to become like to work in a like in a mortuary, like to do autopsies and shit. Uh, why is this such a popular freaking career all of a sudden? I had so many clients that were doing it. Anyway, Trust go on. Me. I've already figured out that I'm certified to do makeup for funeral homes. So anyway, um, <laughs> she was telling me that like when people, you know, give their bodies to science, whether it be like, you know, as a cadaver or as like an organ donor, so on and so forth, they can actually tell if you've been a hairstylist in your past life when they remove your eyes. Because there is a collection of hair behind your eyeballs. Yep. Sorry if that's like super like and like cringy for most people. But I found it to be the most fascinating thing. And then I died. Edit. But um, yeah, that's what she told me. And I was like what and then of course my adhd brain is like been cutting hair for almost seven years i wonder how much hair is back there yeah <laughs> and if i should start wearing safety goggles yeah. <laughs> i yeah. mean it is a trade you know just uh well fruit for thought ladies and gentlemen that's, that's nuts that's also really <laughs> gross but I couldn't help it. It's like my favorite, like, uh, what do you call that? Little fact. Yeah. Little <laughs> fact. It's like my favorite one. Love it. Fun fact. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that creeps me out. That's like why I can't wear contacts because I'm scared that it's going to like roll into the back of my eye. Because I remember at one point I heard a story. Or I saw a story somewhere. I can't even remember at this point if it was like a YouTube or I just heard it. But somebody, I I heard that some girl went to the hospital or something and they pulled something crazy. Like 21 or like 28 or 32 or something contact lenses out of the, like behind her eye. She was like bitching that she had all this pressure on her eyes and couldn't see properly and was having migraines and blah, blah, blah. So she went to the hospital and yeah, sure as shit, they pulled like freaking an insane amount of number of contacts out of the back of this chick's eye. One though. Maybe you shouldn't sleep in your contacts. Well that, but I mean, I just don't understand how like you would put the contact in the next day and, and like, I get maybe once or twice forgetting. Okay. But like, 28 times or like 32 times or 20 whatever the fucking number was but it's like how do you put your contact in the next day and not like at all remember taking them out the night before and being like i gotta put 
like being you just don't recollect at all the fact that like you weren't at this spot last night taking the contacts out and you're about to put more in your eyeball I'd be like, like may, I, may I suggest some glasses because they're safer so yeah I don't wear contacts for that but I mean as I was telling that story it just like reminded me of the of the of, it's not on the today's topic but of the tampon situation <laughs> I'm like, how do you not remember taking something out and then putting one in? And then I'm like, oh, I did that once. <laughs> right? right. I mean, I I've never that. I've never done that, but I'm also like, we had like so many different like like safety chats about tampons and like toxic shock syndrome. And I'm like health class teachers. Oh, <clears throat> <clears throat> it was always like did you not go to health class <laughs> yes i did but i don't really like i remember obviously like hearing about it but i think they just pretty much glazed over it and told us that that was like a, a thing and then like i don't remember having like deep long conversations about the fact that you could die from leaving your tampon in for too long and then my mom certainly didn't fucking tell me anything so my yeah. mom didn't really either like i don't really remember having that kind of a conversation with my mom. Like it just wasn't something that I did, that we did. I think the, like the only tampon period, whatever type of conversation I remember having with my mom was when my period first came, obviously I was wearing pads. And then I remember like being made fun of for wearing pads. Oh yeah. And so then my one girlfriend at the time, I was about to say her name, but I'm not going to say her name. My one girlfriend at the time told me about tampons and I hadn't, I didn't even know about tampons. Right. Like I, I just got my period, what, like six months ago kind of thing. And it was pads from day one. And I remember her telling me about the tampon and you know, da, 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 da. And then I wanted to wear a tampon, obviously to be with the cool kids. And so then I came home and I was like asking my mom about, Oh, I, I think I need a tampon um, instead of a pad. And I just remember my mom looking at me and being like, why? Like pads are fine. And I just, I remember to this day blatantly lying to her and being like, well, so-and-so my friend's name told me, that they are like better and you can like feel them inside of you when they're full so you know like when to change them and I and my mom's like no you can't you can't feel when they're full and I was like oh well uh. and I just like really wanted to have tampons like and my mom I don't even if I can remember she didn't get me tampons like right off the hop but I don't think it was like that far after that that I did get tampons but then my mom bought me those shitty fucking OB ones that you have to shove your own finger up there to get it up and I'm like yeah no I'm no. an eater person all the way like I'm not gonna sit there and be like oh maybe maybe oh <laughs> oh, oh like no thanks and then I'm my finger like, comes out and it's all bloody and I'm like no no like I, I even it. even like now with like new stuff and like this is part of today's topic then actually yeah now. not versus just like the differences you know like yeah um, it's actually and like now there's like cups oh yeah the diva cups and stuff and i mean granted like it looks like a really like fascinating idea 
and it makes sense like it cuts down on a whole but a lot of like waste and issues and problems but like what yeah. i don't think like you're walking around with a shot glass inside of you all day a swishy like, shot glass to me that's what it looks like is a shot glass and i'm like like, does it stick out? Like, is I, nope, it goes all the way in because it goes around. And I'm like, it's a cup. Well, and they, like, now they have other ones that's, like, more of a, it's, like, almost like a disc. That, like, it's, like, why, why can I not make my hand the right shape? It's, like, this instead of, like, <laughs> like it's, like, a, a disc like this. Like a little saucer almost, whereas like the first one's like a full on cup. But I'm like, because then they say that with the disc one, you can have sex while it's in, but the cup you can't. Facial expression says all of that. But here's, <laughs> here's, here's my concern with this, okay? So do you remember being in junior high and you have a pad, okay? And you're trying to pull that bitch open as slowly as possible because if not it's like velcro (laughs) and i don't know what it is about trying to be quiet but like when you're not trying to be quiet it's not noisy as soon as you're trying to be quiet that bitch is like a macy's day parade it's so loud and then you're sitting there embarrassed because you're making you know pad wrapper noises and then you get yourself all situated fixed up and you're leaving the bathroom could you imagine being like, okay, I'm going to pull this cup out in junior high, <laughs> dumping it down the toilet, and then you have to leave the bathroom stall to go rinse it to put it back in? I've never thought about the rinsing. Well, yeah, you don't, I mean, if someone, <laughs> if someone is like dipping it in the toilet, I mean, pod, Tide Pods, do we remember that challenge, people eating them? I really wouldn't put it past some human beings. I, I thought really you would wouldn't. just pour out the blood and stick it back in, but I never really thought about the the rinsing it thing. I thought maybe like at the end of the day. Is it maybe just me who like, I would probably rinse it every single time I had to like. You want period blood in your sink? No, no. I dump it down the toilet, but I would still rinse it. But there would still be period blood on it. That's why you're yeah. rinsing it. Well, you're going to rinse it down the drain anyway. <laughs> you know, like, I really feel like, you know, putting something in your body that you've now dumped out, exposed to the air, and put it back in is probably not a good idea. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't I'm, know. I just never just thought. Me. Maybe I'm just, like, overly cleanly. I don't know. So, anyways, the. What what were you saying? So imagine in junior high, then having yeah, to get out of your stall. We had to deal with that rapper that was psychotically loud. And now, like, you have junior high students that are rocking diva cups. And Do like, they actually go that young? Yeah. I mean, how old were you when you got your period? Like, 13? 12? 13? Okay, that's kind of old. Really? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I had mine when I was 11. Like, it was before I went to junior high. Like, I was in grade 6 slash, like, going into 7. I think I was in grade 7 when I got it. 
Yeah. No, no, no. Because the girlfriend that I'm talking about, actually, no, I only knew her. No, wait. Yeah, no, I was friends with her in elementary. So I was probably grade six. Yeah, so somewhere between 11 and 12. Okay. So before you went to junior high, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely the, like, this small amount of girls who did not have anything until they were, like, 15. Yeah. But, like... That was just me with my boobs. They came real late. (laughs) But I will give you all the boob you want. (laughs) Just cut them off. I just don't... I don't think I would be... Like, I don't think I would let my daughter wear a diva cup or anything of the sort in junior high. Like, a tampon, sure. But I feel like... Okay. Let me know if you agree with this, okay? Mm -hmm. I want your freaking two cents on this. And it would be, like, coming... Because you're a boy mom. So I wonder if you feel differently or the same. Because I have both. But, like, if my daughter came to me and wanted to use one of those, I don't think I would be okay with it. One, because I feel like that takes like a pretty good understanding of your anatomy to like properly put it in. And so at junior high age, I don't think you have the understanding of your anatomy to like properly stick it up there. And I feel like she could potentially get hurt or, you know, it would, not work and she'd be walking around getting embarrassed because there's blood leaking down her legs, you know, kind of thing. Two, I've heard stories where like, yeah, it's not because from my understanding, I've never used one, but from my understanding, when you go to remove it, like you don't, cause on the bottom there's like that little tail, but like you don't just yank it. Like you have to like squeeze it and like release the, the pressure or something, and or the suction. That's the word. And so I worry that, and so I've heard the stories where the people just pull it and end up in the hospital because they literally like freaking like pull their cervix down. That's terrifying. Yeah, because it's suctioned and they like yank their freaking cervix down. And so like, I wouldn't want that to happen to my daughter. And then two, like, or three... Like, I, I mean, I don't even know. Obviously, it's real. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, Rah. but, like, the whole, like, popping of the cherry thing, like, to become not a virgin, you know, like, could that potentially do that? <laughs> like, and mess her up? Like, I don't know. I just don't know if I would be letting my freaking daughter at that age do a diva cup. I feel like even a tampon would do that, too, though. True enough, actually. People do it like riding bikes. Okay. So maybe the last point is no. But the other two, like, what do you think about that? I don't think I would allow, like, if I had a daughter, I'd be like, no dice. No. Just based off the fact that, one, I really don't think that at that point, the maturity level of responsibility is really there. Mm -hmm. When, you know, you can use a pad, it goes on, off, garbage. Simple. I believe in keeping things as simple as possible. Now, is it like you know, it's the stone age, whatever, who cares? And when you get to like that level where you want to use tampons, I still feel like tampons are safer than a diva cup just from like the, the suction or like you can put it up there, but you don't actually know if it's like around the cervix where it's supposed to be, where that suction is supposed to happen. And like, 
no one's is shaped the same or like mm -hmm. is in the same position. Yeah. How in the heck do you know that you even have it in the right place? Right? Like, I just don't get it. And I'm, they kind of scare the crap out of me. Yeah. Again, it's a shot glass inside of your body. I don't get it. <laughs> Makes sense for people who love them. Kudos to you. And I know that like, you know, like waste and, and garbage and we're trying to like, you know, reduce that whole like carbon footprint thing or whatever kind of like waste we live on, we leave on this planet. I understand that concept and that side of things too. But at the same time, it's just, it's a little easier to kind of stick with the things that are known. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't agree. I think like the whole, like, if it's not broke, don't fix it thing. Um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, at the same time, then there's the other side of the conversation, in my opinion, that, well, it is broke. <clears throat> like, you know, the, the waste thing, like we really need to start. And I know some places have, but like, we really need to start worrying about the waste and all that. I mean, I, this is not the topic of today's podcast, but it's like, it's pretty gnarly. Like just to kind like of touch other on areas it. of waste that we could start with first before we start attacking tampons. But like, think about it. Think about how many women are on the earth and like, okay, I'm on my period right now. Today, I have changed my tampon like probably eight times. And so like, that's just today. Like, and then, you know, you're on your period for, let's just say five days. You're one of those girls that have it or like whatever. Yeah. And like, that's like 40 tampons. One cycle. And then think of how many freaking women are on the earth. Like, that's a lot of tampons a day. I suppose. Every day of the year because every, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty positive to say that every single day of the year there is some woman on earth that's on her period. Oh, yeah. So, like, think about that. That's a lot of tampons. That's a lot of pads. Puts it in a so different it's perspective. Like, pardon? Puts it in a different perspective, for sure. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. I still That's, don't know if I would like, I don't know, maybe I should like buy a diva cup and be like, so what are you all about? That's like the thing that I've always heard is that people, well, not always, but like the people who like it are the ones that like, oh, I didn't like it for, you know, it took me a few months to get used to it. It took me a few cycles, you know? And then after like the fourth or fifth or sixth time, then they're like, actually, I really like this thing. And I couldn't go back to tampons or pads. And it's like, but do I really want to be like, I already hate that time of the month already. Like, I don't want to be more stressed, more angry, more PMS -y at the fact that I can't get this fucking cup up there. And I go for a walk and it's leaking down my leg. And I'm like, I'm going to try this six more times, like to hope that I like it. Whereas I can just Look, go back to Walmart and be that intimately invested. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> I would like to, you know, have as much separation here as possible. Right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I guess we, we went off topic there. We were going to perfectly segue into what we were going to talk about today, but now we're kind of off a little bit. So let's like veer back on path. Um, okay. so it's kind of like the difference of like then versus now. So this kind yeah. of like, it's a whole lot of things. Safety, 100%. Teenagers these days. Let's get into it. All so right. like 
everything has changed. Nothing is the same. And we all kind of, I know a lot of people who want things to stay the way that they were like in the early nineties, you know, like when you were outside playing, what was your like, um, sign to go home that it was time to go inside? Like when the streetlights came on. Yeah. hundred percent. But now kids don't pay attention to streetlights. They have cell phones. Their parents just text them. It's time to come home. Mm. So it's really different. It's really weird. So is safety. Safety is nowhere near the same as it was like then versus now. I remember all of the commercials that we used to have about like not walking alone at nighttime. And there's like two bunnies or whatever, like teenage bunnies in this commercial. Do you remember it? really (laughs) i know someone else out there is gonna be like i so know what you're talking about teenage bunnies walking in the dark it's like a cartoon like an animated thing and there's a bunch of like friends i think there's four of them and then like three are going one way and the one girl's like hey i'm gonna walk home and then she decides that you know this dark alley is a great way to go home and then her friends are like no don't walk alone that's dangerous it's nighttime and i was like but we learned from that we didn't walk down mm. dark alleys unless we were in like a big massive group of friends. True. Or if we were up to no good. But <laughs> like safety then versus now. Yeah, and just like like what are some of the things because we grew up no, we grew up a little I mean we're not that far off from each other, but like I grew up in the early nineties and basically you grew up in the early nineties too. So this is like we're we're talking about this kind of time, okay, people who are listening. So um like what are some of the things that your parents or parent or whatever told you when you were little in regards to like safety that you may or may not tell your kid now or that you just remember? stranger danger (laughs) well yeah i we still tell our kids but like like little things like was there any weird thing that your parents told you in regards to like safety (laughs) so we kind of like i don't know my household was a little bit different like i i want to say that we were kind of like hippie-ish like gypsy like hippy dippy like my mom didn't really like tell us like oh like warn us about a whole lot of things especially me I had older sisters so they Mm. got those conversations and I just got drug around by the hand so whatever they did I did when they had to take me with them but like when I got older like it was really simple you just you don't talk to people you don't know um make sure you like are walking where like like um where you can be seen so like my dad would tell us not to walk like on sidewalks because passenger vehicles there's easier access for you to be grabbed yeah right so we were like well where do we walk then middle of the street yeah exactly walk down the middle of the road and then um (laughs) you stay away from panel vans especially the ones with windows and curtains <laughs> yeah or no windows those yeah, ones those are, are real bad those ones are even worse but like when we were younger like we used to call them rapist fans and usually like ours were blue like if you seen that blue panel van you were like Crap. there's no puppies in that van don't get in there 
(laughs) The puppies are not real. Yeah. And like, if someone like, we never got picked up from school. Like we always lived close to school where we walked to and from. So we never had like the worry that someone was going to pull up outside the school and be like, oh, your dad sent me to come get you. But I remember mom Mm. telling me like, no one will ever come get you from school. Mm. So don't get any strangers cars. And I'm like, we've never sent anyone. (laughs) And we never will. And you're like, okay, good. Duly noted. Thanks, mom. (laughs) Like they always worked and my mom never drove. So we never got picked up from school. We always walked home together. And again, Mm. older sisters, right? So a lot of those safety things went to them. How I survived is just, I don't know. I think that's so often about my life. I'm like, kidding did i make it how did i make it out alive Um, no what about you what did your mom tell you it was never my mom it was always my dad my mom never told me anything um but yeah my dad always told me the middle of the street thing because that was yeah like then that's the most illuminated spot by the streetlights is in like the middle of the freaking street and then too yeah like you're not on a darker sidewalk than you know or on a specific side like he i remember one time he told us like more than likely if someone's gonna snatch you they've been watching you or like for at least five minutes you know so like they didn't just freaking pop out of nowhere and decide they're gonna take you today you know so if they've been watching you for like even five minutes and you're on the left sidewalk they know that well, they'll just walk up the left sidewalk, you know, 20 feet and meet you behind that fucking pine tree and snatch you. Yeah. So like if you are walking down the middle of the street, like you have two directions to run. It's the most illuminated spot and it's harder to snatch you out of vehicles, like you said. So, yeah, my dad always said the 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 street thing. And then I remember my dad always used to tell me that. Like when you are walking alone, never like look down, you know, like walk with your fucking chest up, walk with your shoulders up, like walk like you are not an easy target. Like don't walk around meek and looking at the ground and looking at your feet and, you know, whatever, like shoulders slumped, like don't look like you're an easy snatch. So like walk like you're a proud freaking like you guys all know my last name, but he's like, walk like you're a proud pitman. That's what he always used to say. If I was like out in the dark walking around. Cause like, yeah, you got to look in, like, you're not like, you got to look like you're going to put up a fight. Yeah. If you just look like this little weak little kid, like they're going to be like, perfect. <laughs> uh, got the duckling off. We go. Yeah. Those were like always stuck in my head. Even to this day, like when I walk through, like I have a weird, well, I don't think it's weird. Actually. I think lots of people are afraid of them, but I really don't like parkades. No, get them all and shit. No, mm-hmm. not a fan of parkades, especially at nighttime. I don't know what happens when the sun goes down, but like parkades are just like eerie, especially too if there's not as many vehicles in there. Yeah. Like if it's kind of dead in there, and I'm like, nope, this is sketchy. <laughs> like I'm running, I'm running to the car, but um. Even, yeah, even now to this day, like when I walk through parkades or I don't know, like just basically in general for the most time, but like I walk proud and tall so that people don't think that I'm like an easy target. But see, along um, the same lines as that one, I remember I would go to this store a lot 
Like we live down the street from like 7-Eleven or Max. And, oh, you know, Max. Say, like, let's go to the store. Or my mom would say, you know, you should run to the store and grab us like some snacks. We'll watch a movie. But it's dark out now. And I remember she would look at me and she's like, well, then just put on those baggy jeans that you skateboard in and put on a hoodie and you'll look like a boy. Yeah. Mm. And I did. And I would dress like a guy and I would walk down the street like a dude. I don't know if it worked, but I never got snatched. So maybe it did. That like opens up a whole different conversation. That is like, I can see some gears going in your head. Yeah. Well, like the fact that to look like boys would get like not as easily snatched, you know? Yeah. Like that opens up a whole conversation to like women and what are like how different it is for us versus men. But um, that's tune in next week for that one. Pardon? So tune in next week for that one. Oh yeah, yeah. That one. We'll, we'll add that one to the list. Anyway, um, one of the other things that my dad always taught me is that if you are in trouble, scream fire. Don't scream help, because people are disgusting and people are you know they don't want to put themselves in danger. Like they're you know they're selfish. So if you're sitting there and you're yelling, help, 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 then whoever reacts to that could in their mind be putting themselves at risk or they're, they're getting involved or whatever. But so they're not going to go. But if you yell fire, well, then those people's things are possibly at risk, like their house or their car or whatever the heck. So they're more likely to react. Yeah. And so, yeah, scream fire, not help. That was the other thing luckily I never like had to do that but uh that was the other thing that my dad always taught us I've seen a lot of social experiments where they've like filmed YouTube videos of like you know a guy like you know pulling a girl by her arm and like kind of like yelling at her and like you know just being like mean and nasty and the amount of people that like walked by and did nothing so that one makes total sense you know Mm -hmm. I would honestly like I would probably knock on someone's door and be like yeah someone's like you know trashing your car they're gonna come outside Mm. yeah but screaming fire instead of help smarter yeah and like i'm gonna totally teach both my kids that yeah 100 oh when when we started teaching mason about safety and like when we actually had to start thinking about safety like you didn't really realize it's not just like outside it's like in the home too it's like fires if you have a fire in the house, like, what do you do? Where do you go? Like, how do you like, don't touch doorknobs, you know, like make sure you feel like, you know, like hover first to make sure that it's not hot behind the door, uh, stuff like that. And it was like, man, like, what do we do? Cause like, we haven't talked about any of this stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And it was like, well, what do you do? And he's like, run outside. And I'm like, well, kind of, yeah. Yeah. That's the idea. But like. To get there. You know, <laughs> let everybody know, like start screaming like a banshee. I don't really care. I said, but what if there's smoke in the house? I said, what do you do then? Do you run through the smoke? I was like, you won't even, you won't make it. You'll end up breathing all that in and you'll be like passed out on the floor. And I was like, you have to crawl. You have to crawl under the smoke. 
get down and get low. And he was like, is that a song? (laughs) Yeah, by Akon. (laughs) Yeah. Like apple bottom jeans, man. Like, no. (laughs) And so we had to like really sit down and have those very serious conversations about safety, like within the household. And it was kind of like amazing how many times he would be like, I'll just jump out a window. I'm like, don't, don't open windows when there's a fire, like it can make it worse. Or I don't fully know like the, the reasoning behind it, like adding oxygen and like, there's yeah. a whole bunch of things that are involved in that. I said, no, you don't jump out of the window. I said, in your bedroom window is like 30 feet above the ground. <laughs> You're going to break both your legs, dude. Yeah. Like that's not a good plan. And so <laughs> I said, no, you, you want to go downstairs and outside I said, the only way you're jumping out the window is if you look downstairs and there's fire downstairs and there's no way out other than that window. Yeah. Like, that's the only way you're jumping out the window. But here's an idea. Throw pillows, blankets, like all of this off stuff. You know, your entire fishing net full of stuffed animals. I don't care. Throw them out the window and then go. But how about like, you know, your parents maybe? (laughs) (laughs) You can like maybe come get us or... (laughs) And he was Let like, oh, I'm like, cause you know, if I wake up and there's a fire, I'm just heading out the front door. I'll just, you know, oh, Mason, he's sleeping. <laughs> Yell from outside. He like, hey, up. He's like, I didn't, I didn't think about that mummy. And I was like, of course, because we've never talked about it. So once we kind of had those conversations, it was, I felt a little bit better sleeping at night. <laughs> yeah. To have them like understand. Yeah. And like where to go and how far away from the house to go. And then. You know, what if you go outside, then what do you do? You don't have a phone. How are you going to call anyone for help? And he's like, well, I'll just yell help. And the same thing. No, don't yell help. In this instance, scream fire, but like go to the next. Because that's actually Right? Ring doorbells. It doesn't matter how many doors you have to go to. Ring as many doorbells as you can until someone answers and opens. And then, you know, you call for help that way. Mm -hmm. He's like, but those are strangers. I said, the neighbors know you and see you every single day. Yeah. It's okay to knock on their door in the event of an emergency. You're not going in their house. You're just asking for their phone. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. But even yeah, if he's home alone, we're at that stage. You'll get there eventually too, where, you know, we're, we're starting to do the whole like, okay, you can be home alone for two hours. You can be home alone for three and a half hours. And it's one of those, okay, I'm going to run to the grocery store. Do you want to come with me? No, I want to stay home. Okay. And we've talked about door safety. Number one rule. I don't care if they ring the doorbell. I don't care if they knock on the door. I don't care if they say that they, you know, like, oh, I know your mom. You do not answer. You do not answer questions. Do not come downstairs. Do not even approach the door. Stay away from the door. Mm -hmm. I said, and if you really, really have to, my son's never actually home by himself. My dad resides in my basement. He just thinks he's home alone mm-hmm. because yeah. he doesn't come upstairs really often. But like, you know, in the event of like, you don't know what to do, go get grandpa. Like someone's home. You just yeah. think he's not. But I don't care. Even if grandpa's home, you don't touch the front door. So like no. the other day he was home by himself and I ran to the, I was out to the grocery store And he had a dentist appointment. He didn't want to go to school for the rest of the afternoon. And then I came home before I was going to work, before his dad got home. 
And uh, I was like, I wonder. And I came up and I knocked on the door and rang the doorbell and sure as junk, there he was. He didn't open the door, but he came to the door and I was like, no. How did you see him? He's like, he's like, who's there? Well, I have like little windows oh. next to my door that you can, it's like frosted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. When someone walks up, right? And uh, yeah, his question was, who's there? I'm like, no, we, we've talked about this. Like, you don't ask who's there and you don't tell people if you're home alone or not. You don't come to the door. And he's like, well, I never, I never thought about that. Yeah. Like telling, not even saying who's there. Like nope. they, like they, I never thought about that. Yeah. Cause like if it's a predator on the other side of that door, their next question is, are you home alone? Is your mom or dad home? And kids are so innocent. They're not reluctant to say yes or no. Right. They've been taught to answer when they're asked a question. So they'll say like, oh yeah, I'm home. Or like, is your mom or dad home? No. Instantly they know that there's no one home. Mm. right so you don't you don't answer any questions and you don't ask who's there no you stay away from the door see my parents never had this conversation with me i remember like i answered the door all the time i went to the door all the time like i remember freaking talking to the joe hoes and to the freaking girls selling, you know, like Jesus pamphlets and, you know, all this. <laughs> like, luckily, back in the day, it was probably, I mean, yes, there were still predators, like, back in the day. But I feel like they weren't as freaking everywhere. And oh. so, you know, but there very well could have been. And, again, my parents never had that conversation. And that's why that didn't even cross my mind. Like, I did not even think about telling my kids to, like, don't even fucking say anything. My parents oh. had a conversation with me because I was friendly. Like, I was just like, oh, hey, friend. Hi, how's it going? And I would talk to I was, I was too. And I remember my parents just always made it out to be a good thing. Like, my parents used to, like, brag at the fact. Well, my dad used to, like, brag at the fact that I was such an extrovert. And I would just talk to everybody and anybody and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I make friends wherever I go. Like, it was never... They never like warned me about the bad side of having that personality. Yeah. And there is a bad side of it, unfortunately. And kids no are so wonder. innocent that it's like, it's 10 times more. Um, They're 10 times more friendly because of how like innocent they think the world is. Yeah. And then I remember the something traumatic sorry. happens and it changes their whole mindset about it. Yeah. I remember the only time that my dad ever like did anything to like warn about that specific thing was I remember we like took a road trip from Alberta to BC in our like camper and we had like stopped at a truck stop overnight to like sleep there like parked at the truck stop yeah and we had a dog with us and I remember that night my dad being like Cassie in the morning you do not go and let Stubbs out. The dog's name was Stubbs. It was my Cocker Spaniel. It's actually what this tattoo's for because he died. Stupid. But um, freaking, I, my dad's like, do not go and let Stubbs out in the morning until I wake up. He, and I remember him going, there are so many old creepy truck drivers in this parking lot that would love to have a little girl like you along on their trip. 
So don't go out there without me. Oh my God. Graphic. Death. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it had to be. And that that's like the only time I remember my dad like saying anything along those lines, but it's still to this day. I'm like, that was a little like brash, but you bet I mean, your ass. I didn't even walk that dog till he woke up. <laughs> yep. It did the trick. <laughs> You're like, okay, a trucker's going to take me. A trucker's going to take me. Don't move. Yeah. <laughs> like those are just the things that you think about, but like even, but now things are even worse because now you don't yeah. have to worry about just people at your door. You no. know, if, if your child is anything like mine, he loves video games. He loves the whole world of video games, everything to do with it. <clears throat> and when he started playing online, like it was, I had a lot of issues with him playing anything online. Like I get that you can't see anyone and like, they don't know you. But if someone starts asking you questions, like, are you going to answer? And what kind mm -hmm. of answers are you going to give? So, of course, we had his dad log into the game playing online with him and started asking him questions as if he was someone he didn't know. And he had no idea. And this was like probably the most, like the proudest parenting moment I've ever had. Oh, good. Okay. I thought this yep. was because I'm glad this story is going well continue yeah we had this conversation with him like you don't tell people who you are you don't tell them your actual name give yourself a nickname i don't care um you know you don't tell them where you're from you don't tell them where you live you don't tell them anything what school you go to nothing not a darn thing you know like if you have you have to answer because like they're bugging you about it be like i go to the school of hard knocks like whatever and uh, so, yeah, you know, dad logged in as someone he didn't know, just random and started asking him questions. And he was like, man, and he swore. <laughs> Perfect context. But I was like, oh, OK. But yeah, he told him, he's like, quit asking me questions. I'm not giving you info. I don't know you. He's like, get out of here, pedo. And I was like, oh, <laughs> OK. And like, yeah. yeah, like, where do you live? Like, oh, I know where you live. You live in Canada. <laughs> and my son's like, I'm from Australia. I'm from Antarctica. And I'm like, do you even know where that is? But it was pretty cool to see that, like, he literally gave nothing. But That's if you so have, funny. I'm a firm believer that if you have very realistic conversations with your kids, it's easier for them to understand why it's so important but mm -hmm. if you kind of like if you sit there and you kind of sugarcoat it a little bit you know well there's like mean people in the world and you don't know everybody and not everyone's a good person no straight up this guy is trying to figure out information about who you are and where you're from and that could lead to him showing up and doing some serious damage or harm to you like mm -hmm. i've i truly believe in being realistic across the board and like certain video games, a lot of parents are like, oh, I don't, I don't allow him to play that. The only video game I will not allow my child to play is anything that is first person shooter that looks like a real military operation. What does first person shooter mean? So like Call of Duty. Uh, right? Where you're like okay. over in another country and you're fighting against another like um clan 
whatever. But what is like first person means that you like it's like your point of you view, like it. you're walking. Okay. Yeah, your your point of view. I don't and, know like anything about video games. So. <laughs> I know a little bit. I might sound a little smart, but I'm really not. But uh, I just I don't really believe in the glorification of those video games, considering that, you know, experiencing what kind of damage war does to real people and how even family members of mine have been affected so negatively by like PTSD and all of those things that are surrounding, you know, real life war veteran situations. I don't think a video game glorifying it is something that he needs to take part of. And if he buys it one day with his own money that he earned himself, so be it. I can't control that at that point, but I can control it now because it's my mm -hmm. role. But there have been games like, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's and parents are like, well, I don't let him play that because it's it's too gory and it's too scary and it's jump scares. And I'm like, prepare them now for what the real world is going to look like, because if you don't, when they actually have to exist in that real world, that real world is going to rock their world. What and is Five Nights at Be prepared for it. It's just like a, a weird jump scare video game, but I just, I don't, I don't mind him playing those games that are like creepy and scary and weird because they're just games. And I want him to understand that those are just games. But then when you have realistic conversations with your kids about like life and the safety of life and what you're going to experience when you're actually out in the world, they're much more prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And able to understand it, handle it, tolerate it, you know, navigate it, the whole nine yards. Like, those are the conversations that I want to have and that I have on a daily basis. 100% agree with every, well, with like what you just said. Yeah. Like that is, yeah. And, as, and I think that that's only getting more important as the world is going on like sure back in the day like our parents could probably get away with sugarcoat and shit a little bit more yeah because like the world wasn't as f fucked up as it is now but mm -hmm. like literally like there are 10 11 12 year olds you know running around doing things that 18 19 year olds used to be doing which are putting themselves in very dangerous situations with very dangerous people potentially wow. you know they're like back on the video game thing like when we were a kid I remember my brother got an Xbox for his birthday I don't know some birthday probably like grade five grade six or something he got like a little purple or not an Xbox, a GameCube. And the only video game we had was that freaking cartoon like X-Men game where you would choose your character and like fight each other. Oh, and so like it's like combat. But it was X-Men. Oh, yeah. So you could choose to be like the Juggernaut or Rogue or freaking Cyclops. Like it was like the whole thing or Storm or whatever. Yeah. And... But, like, that was the extent of our video games. And those were, like, pretty normal. Whereas, like, now the the extent of what I do understand about video games are, like, yeah, they're pretty freaking intense. And, like, you can talk to people all over the world. You can, like, 
talk there's like freaking 60 year old creepos talking to like freaking 12 year old little boys and girls like oh yeah it's just nuts like i remember i watched a documentary one time and there was this i'm pretty sure it was a little boy there was a little boy this was years ago so there was like this little boy that yeah was playing video games online and there was this like old man like 50 some year old that would play too and like they always played together and yeah the the old man like ended up leaking some like information out of this kid over a very long period of time and luckily you know you've taught mason otherwise but like and then eventually this old man like made plans to meet up with this kid and like this kid didn't know that this man was 50 some years old right like he thought he was meeting up with his buddy yeah and freaking this old man like it was yeah it was a documentary and then this the, the the little boy did not survive they met up and the old man did terrible terrible things to this little boy and the little boy did not survive and it's like that kind of shit is very prominent in the world nowadays and you can't have sugar-coated conversations with your children if that's the type of world that they're fucking living in now like there was no creepo there was no creepo talking to me on fucking x-men when i was battling my little brother (laughs) (laughs) and like now it just become a thing until we were probably like I mean, I could be wrong when I say this because I don't really know when online gaming became like a serious thing, but I'm pretty sure I was about maybe 17 or 18 when online gaming kind of started to become a thing. And I think it started with Xbox and PlayStation where you could then, you know, certain games you could game online. And those games were like Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare, whatever. I don't mean to call you out. Like, don't be mad at me. They're just the ones I remember. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there was a lot of, like, things that circulated about it when online gaming and, like, strangers and problems and don't give people information. But it's, like, what catapulted all of that. Because then it became, yeah. you know, like, you would go into, like, a chat room. Do you remember, like, MSN chat rooms? I was, yeah, or Omegle. Yeah, Omegle was hilarious. That's just funny. But, like, you could go into chat rooms where you're chatting with people. You don't see them. You don't know them. And that was, like, a serious hotspot for predators. And when I was younger, like, 16, 17, 18, not really 18 because you're an adult at that point. And if you're making bad decisions, well, you know. It's on you. But like when you're younger and you're in these chat rooms and you're talking to these people, like I remember I was talking to a guy from San Diego, California, I think. Mm. And he was like my first boyfriend and he broke up with me via MSN messenger. And I was like, (laughs) but I have an MSN story after you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so like these things do happen. You end up talking to random people that you don't know. And, you know, you, you make plans to like meet up with this person And it's crazy how easy it is to kind of get like sucked into that whole situation. But now it's even worse. Now, like people can access you without even meeting you. That's terrifying. So like having really good, like foundational conversations about what that could look like and what that would mean. 
as scary as it is, sometimes being real about what's really scary and what could really happen could save someone's life. 100%. Like, I'm a realism parent. I'll say it right now. My son asked me, mommy, what happens when you run onto the road and there's a car? When are you going to go splat like a pancake? Do you want to know what that looks like? And I don't care. You can judge me all you want. Did I show my son what it looks like when you get hit by a car? Yep. You know, do I, did I show him what it looks like when you don't brush your teeth and now, now you have dentures? Yes. We had these arguments. We, I was like, well, if you don't believe me, I called my dad. I'm like, dad, get up here and bring your teeth with you. I didn't know your dad had dentures. Yeah. Oh, maybe I did know that when I forgot, but I didn't, I didn't know. His little tooth cup, his little teeth, you know, and he came upstairs and he opened it up and he goes, here you go. These are my teeth. Never had a problem with Mason brushing his teeth ever again. Struggled remembering. Yeah. But it's one of those, I'm the parent. And if I have to say it 15 times in 15 days, then I say it 15 times in 15 days. But he knows if I don't brush my teeth, I'm going to have a cup on my nightstand where my teeth live. Yeah. That's gross. He understands the gravity of the situation now. Yeah. Because and like now with him. the habit needs to grow, but like the grab, he understands it. And yeah. yeah, it's the same thing with, you know, everything. Like, that's why, like, I don't know the 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 parents out there. Let's just what are we gonna call it? like the snowflake parents? I I don't give a shit. Like the 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 parents that just baby their children forever and can't have hard conversations and all these things. That's where you hear about, and obviously there's friggin situations in every situation okay i'm not saying this is just across the board the only like people that have problems but you know you hear about it where like i don't know i'm on those freaking i'm on i'm subscribed to this one channel on youtube that freaking tells these stories all the time but these kids that were like so freaking sheltered and their parents never had these hard conversations they didn't scare the shit out of them and they you know all this stuff And then they become older and they go out into the world and they get influenced by this and that and otherwise. And then these kids are ending up in extremely bad situations. These kids are ending up with really bad addiction issues or they're ending up with very bad like sexual trauma. You know, they're ending up possibly worse, um, you know, and in the freaking I watched this other one, like where all these girls are coming out of the. It's just girls that I've seen. I'm sure there, I know that there's boys in there too, but girls that come out of like, they get sex trafficked and how many of those little girls are there because, you know, they aren't taught properly. Like what the fuck happens when you talk to strangers and if you don't, you know, look over your shoulder, walk down the middle of the street, don't talk to people on the internet, blah, blah, blah. And then they go meet up with so-and-so and -and so-and-so is not the cute 15 year old boy that lives down the street. It is that fucking 55 year old man who is, you know, paid to pick you up. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's why you need to freaking yeah, I'm 100% with you on like being that parent that just like has the fucking scary conversations because it's going to save your kid's life one day. The world is just getting way more fucked up and we need to have more fucked up conversations with our kids to protect them from it. It's even gone right down to like, you know, kids go through those weird phases where they're like, I don't want to eat that anymore. Or they'll like, they'll ask for something and they're like, I don't want it. I'm not hungry anymore. They'll waste it on purpose. And trying to say to your children, like, well, no, that food costs money. Kids between the age of like four and seven don't understand the concept of what money actually is. They get that you use it to buy things, but they don't really fully understand like the value of how much something costs. Yeah. Right. Like to them, a hundred dollars and a dollar is the same thing. Right. Yeah. So when Mason would pull these, these little, like, you know, strange child habitual habits of like, I don't like bananas today, but I ate four of them yesterday. (laughs) Right. So we'd get to this point where like, he's now usually you're, you're like wasting food. This is a problem. Not only does it cost money, but there are places in the world where like kids don't have access to this. So teaching him respect for what you have versus what someone else doesn't have, uh, it, you know, like humble yourself. It teaches a lot of like humility and humanity. And, you know, when you see and he's like, well, what do you mean they don't have bananas in this country or they don't have, you know, corn dogs or McDonald's or whatever else, you know, these first world kids have versus, say, third world kids. Yeah. Right. So you go and I look up online. I don't care if it's a video, if it's a picture. I'm like, this is this is what he ate for dinner. Do you see this? Like, do you want that? And if he says no, he doesn't get anything. Then there's no dinner because that's all that's on the menu. Now, I have no problem being like a a minor, like short order cook for my kid. As long as you're eating, I don't care what you're eating. If I make something that I particularly like for dinner and you're going to like turn your nose up at it, fine. What do you want? I'll make you what you want. So that way I can eat my dinner in peace. I'm Mm -hmm. that kind of person. Okay. But if I'm going to make you what you want and you're asking me for three or four hot dogs, there's vegetables involved or you're going to eat what I've cooked. So you can have like cucumber, celery, some broccoli, some carrots, you know, along with your hot dogs because you're four and that's just what you're into right now. But if you say, no, I don't want the veg. Well, then guess what? You're getting the bowl of album chicken Alfredo, whether you like it or not. Those are your okay, items, right? And so, when you when you put up a stink and you're wasting food, I'm going to show you exactly. You know, like this kid would love to have that chicken nugget meal that you just got from McDonald's. Then now you're going to throw away because you're like, mm, today is not the day. Oh heck no. And, you know, like, like you need to take into consideration, you need to be very grateful and very humble for all that you do have and all that you have access to. Mm-hmm. Right. And so showing him these pictures, he was like, I had no idea. I said, well, of course. I said, but now we do. You? Yeah. Right. So like wasting your lunch at school, that's not going to happen anymore. Wasting your dinner at home, that's not going to happen anymore. And the next time that you go to school and tell school that my mommy didn't pack me a lunch, I hope they have a tuna sandwich waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) Or a bran muffin. Like, and I'll call the office ahead of time and be like, 
principal. Tuna, do it right now. Just for the learning curve. Just for the sake of, hey, guess what? I was right. Mm. Talking about school lunch and back in the day versus now, okay? Oh, goodness. Why? Why does every kid on earth now have a fucking allergy? A peanut allergy, a this allergy, a that allergy, and you can't fucking bring it. When I don't know, when I went to school, we had one fucking peanut butter table with the little laminated picture of a peanut, and that's where the kids would sit that weren't allowed to fucking eat peanuts, and there was like two people on that table. Yep. And then the rest of the lunchroom, you know, you could bring peanut butter sandwiches and you could eat these things. And why I'm nowadays mine in a minute. What? I'm gonna blow your mind in a minute. Okay, like, well, then blow it now. I want my mind blown, baby. So Tell me, because I don't get it. Not allowed to bring peanut butter to school. Peanut allergies. That one I can understand and I can respect. Like peanuts anaphylactic. Like, okay, fine, we get it. No, I get that, but I'm just like, why are why is everybody allergic to it now? And back in the day, there was like two kids. There's now it's like every fucking kid is allergic to something. Because there's something in the water. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but so now like your kids can go to school but now there's like okay so you can't bring strawberries why is certain kids are allergic to strawberries um you can't bring bring gluten like gluten is not a good thing but they're not going to tell you not to pack your child a sandwich because stacy over here is got a gluten intolerance not diagnosed with celiac disease but she's got a gluten intolerance so for my son's school, I used to run this program called Healthy Hunger. It was a form of fundraising for the school. And there were a few select parents on the parent council that didn't really love me. I was the young what? <laughs> I was the young mom with colored hair, purple hair, tattoos. Um, you know, I was always excited to do something or excited to find a new way to fundraise and I did a really good job for about three or four years until they bullied me out. And um, I used to run Healthy Hunger. And I would get emails from parents on a regular basis, not just these specific two from parent council, but from parents on like a daily basis, at least 20 per day about, you know, can we have more healthier options? Can we have more, you know, gluten-free options? Can we have more paleo options? Can we have uh, like keto options? And I'm like, why is your child in elementary grade school eating on a keto diet? Like, you know, or they'd ask me, like, can I have a Mediterranean diet? Does your child have high blood pressure? What's going on here? Like, why? And it was like, okay, well, you know, you try and kind of, you know, make, you choose the menu from each one of the vendors that you pick to go on. And my deal was we have one healthy one, one fun one. Okay. The kids got a benefit too. So, you know, you'd go to like chopped leaf. You know how expensive that is? Oh, brutal. You get some like, I love you chopped know, leaf. oh, it's so good. Like the, the, the sun goddess, I don't even know. It's got apples and like avocado anyway, but. Oh, I'm a Bangkok girl. Oof. No kid is going to be like, oh, I can't wait to have that, you know, cranberries and goat cheese in my salad. Like, no, I'm sorry. No, it doesn't really make sense. But like, 
all of the restrictions from no strawberries at school because of allergies to no peanuts at school because of no allergies. And then there's, you know, oh, well, you know, my son, my son has, uh, has a gluten intolerance. Okay, well, what does that, what does that have to do about my kid's sandwich? As long as they don't share. Yeah, as long as they don't come in contact, we're good. Right? But then at the end of the day, your kid is also, and this may be controversial to some people. Some people may not like this comment that I have to say. But then, you know, your child has no, like, should I say it? It's supposed to be unfiltered. Your kid doesn't have any of the polo va- like polo vaccines or chicken pock vaccines or, you know, meningitis, mumps, rubella, the whole nine yards. But your kid gets to come to school with my kid. I'm bringing the peanut butter. Okay. That's just how I feel about that. Oh, and I'm bringing, the, I'm bringing the whole wheat bread that comes from the wheat. Like you'll eat the grass, but you can't eat the wheat. It makes no sense. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And like... All of these extra restrictions that we put in place, like we can't do this, we can't do that. And you can only send like, you know, if your kid has like bear paws and fruit snacks, you can only send one, either the fruit snack or the bear paw, but not both because it's too much junk in a lunch. My son doesn't like sandwiches. Okay. Do you want to know what my son took for school for the first like mm, three years of grade school? So we're talking like grade one, two, and three. Kindergarten was a whole nightmare. I'm not even going there. Butter sandwiches. <laughs> butter sandwiches. And sometimes he would put butter pickles on them, like the sweet pickles. <clears throat> yeah. It's actually a tasty little sandwich. But that's what he would take for a sandwich because he did not like turkey sandwich meat. He didn't like bologna. He didn't like uh, ham. And if he did, he just wanted the meat rolled up into a tube. That was it. I mean, Yeah. So we did that forever. Like that was his, his kindergarten lunch all the time. Cause he would not eat meat on bread put together. No, it took me five years to get him to eat a hamburger. Like he just, he's not that kind of kid. He doesn't eat canned food. He doesn't eat frozen food. He doesn't like sandwich meat. And it took me years to be able to actually have a lunch for him to take. And then he started to really enjoy peanut butter sandwiches at home. Can't take it to school. Because oh. you can't have the peanut butter. Yeah. But you know what I buy him? And he actually likes it and he'll actually eat it. I buy him wow butter. I don't know what it is. But it's not that bad. But he takes wow, wow butter sandwiches to school almost every single day because he just does not like sandwiches. What the fuck is wow butter? It's like almond or some kind of. It's, but is, aren't you still not allowed to bring almonds too? Because it's a nut. I thought we just weren't allowed to bring nuts. No, some nuts are okay. Like if you have an allergy to peanuts, like you can still eat, um, like I think it's um, almonds or pine nuts or something. Yeah, yeah, like, no, I get that. But like, I felt like in schools, they just, no nuts. Across the board. An issue. The um, reason why I think he's allowed to bring it is because there's little stickers that you can put on your sandwich bag that say no nuts in the making of this kind of peanut butter. But, oh, you have no idea. Just you wait. It's going to be worse when your kids are in school. (laughs) Your kids are going to be like on liquid diets at school. (laughs) God. Water or something. You know, my daughter is already skinny enough. She does not need 
freaking smoothies all day. God. Uh uh-uh. uh. But then Jeez. you have like fun days where they're like, oh, we're having a pizza party on Friday. And I'm like, okay. Well, I would, I still send him with a lunch. And they're like, well, why do you send a lunch? I said, because my child is huge. He eats like a grown man. Yeah, like, he's so tall. Oh yeah, he's built like a brick shit house. He's five foot three and he's 110 pounds. Where he's got 110 pounds on his body, I do not know. I have no idea. But he's massive and he eats a massive amount. Like he can, he can put it away, man. Like yeah. for breakfast, this kid eats six eggs daily. <laughs> so please tell me this pizza party that you're going to have at the school, he's going to have two slices of pizza and be content. <laughs> you're going to have a hangry ass monster on your hands in about 10 minutes. That's why I still send him with a lunch. So, you know, cheers. Oh, that's just that's the difference in lunches between then and now. When we went to school, we had a microwave. We took leftovers in butter containers. Okay. Yep. You can't tell me you didn't take mom's leftover spaghetti or dad's leftover mashed potatoes or whatever in a freaking butter container to school that you microwaved in the communal microwave. Do you want to hear a really fucked up story about me about school lunches from elementary? Yeah. That I swear then and now, if a kid did this now, they would be not in a good spot. But okay. So when I grew up, like growing up in elementary specifically, we were very poor, like very, very poor. And, you know, my mom did pack better lunches than my dad, but like normally it'd be like, you know, a bologna and like butter on like one piece of bread folded in half, you know? (laughs) And like it, and I never got the good snacks. Like I never had Dunkaroos. I never had like cheese strings or, like and ch- no, no good snacks. I had like a fucking Macintosh apple because they were the like cheapest apples. Things. Yeah, <laughs> and freaking like you know. And so anyway, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, I was a little. Uh, isn't that called like a klepto when like kids can't stop stealing? So freaking um, when I was in elementary, when we would go out for like recess. I would tell the teacher that I needed to go in to pee and they would let me in to pee. And while kids were out at recess, I would literally classroom hop like from coat room to coat room and freaking like unzip people's lunch bags. And if they had like good snacks, I would steal their snacks and then zip up their lunch bags. I was. And then I would go and like, eat them like you know but like because i never got the good snacks we were poor as shit so i used to basically you're telling me is you built yourself a lunch from some of everybody else's (laughs) yeah and then too because when if you didn't like if you didn't have a lunch like if your kid didn't or if your kid if your parent didn't provide you with a lunch right so then they would have like a little school lunch for you and if I was tired of my fucking half bologna sandwich or it was just really bad (laughs) I would friggin' or actually too, I remember my parents used to get like the shitty brand, like cup of noodles. Um, and I and like they had the good like the Shapiro or whatever, Shapiro brand for school. Yes. And I would purposely stab a hole in the bottom of my cup of noodles so that it wouldn't work 
so that I would be like, it's broken. And then they would give me the good noodles. Um, or yeah, like I would just like <laughs> straight up, like throw my freaking food out. So then they'd be like, oh, my parents never packed me a lunch. And then they would give me a good lunch. Oh, trust did the same thing, but I do it before we got to the school. Be like, like sorry. Be walking to school, checking the lunch, being like, don't want that. Don't want that. That's <laughs> garbage. And like, you get to school and you're like, I only have an apple. <laughs> And then they would give you lunch from the school. And I mean, it wasn't great, but it also wasn't terrible either. And it's it was just, better than what you threw out. Well, and it's funny because like Mason started doing the same thing when he was in school. Like last year or the year before, he'd go to the office to collect a lunch and be like, oh, well, my mom didn't pack me one today. And I'm like, do you understand how that makes me look? Number one, <laughs> because like I send you with a lunch every single day. And there are times where you give things away out of your lunch because you have more than enough. And I bet you nowadays, you yeah, nowadays that'll get freaking CPS called on you. Right. Whereas back in the day, it was like, okay, here's a lunch. <laughs> those are those <clears throat> really like stupid, unfair fears for parents now that like if your kid goes to school and they're like, oh, well, you know, my mom didn't feed me today. Like, I remember Mason in preschool. So, like, this is before kindergarten. Like, you know, it's just, like, in the community center. They go for, like, I don't know, three hours, maybe three times a week. Mm -hmm. It's just to kind of, like, you know, get them involved in routine and structure and understanding that whole scenario. And so we have this game, and it's, like, uh, Lego Marvel. It's a video game. Okay. And you're, like, little Lego men. The whole thing is Lego. You can build and smash it, and it busts into Lego pieces. Well, Matthew and Mason have figured out that if they fight one another, he'll go into Lego pieces. So he goes to preschool and decides to tell his preschool teacher, hey, Mason, how was your weekend? Oh, it was great. I played games with daddy. And then he punched me into Lego pieces. <laughs> so then you're, you go to pick him up from preschool and she's like, hey, just wanted to have a quick chat. You know, Mason said something kind of alarming today. And because they have to, that's like the oath that they swear to, you know, on the little teacher's Bible. And um, <laughs> so she's like, you know, this is like a really safe place if you need to talk about anything. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, did he like hurt somebody? Like, what happened? And she's like, well, he kind of told us that, you know, like once in a while, his him and his dad play video games and his dad kind of gets upset and he punches him into Lego pieces. And I was like, oh, oh my I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, this is not what you think it is. I'm like, it is a video game. And in the video game, if a character fights another character, that other character goes into into Lego pieces. Okay. It's not real. His dad is not beating him. If you like, I'll take his shirt off right now. There's no bruises. <laughs> okay. And it's not because of the phone book. We don't have those anymore. Like, oh, that <laughs> right. And so he's like, she was like, okay, well, like, you know, you can talk if you need to. And I'm like, trust me, he's 10 times more battered than I am. I'm not afraid of him. And there's nothing like that craziness going on in my household. Trust. And oh, like, okay. my. 
gosh. It's god awful. And I'm like, they're going to call CPS. I know it. They're going to knock on the door. They're going to be in my house. They're going to be like evaluating my like ability to parent. I got to clean out the fridge. Like I was (laughs) two months. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. But like back in the day, you know, on our little uh, subject of like now and then or then and now, however you want to take it. Like, man, I remember phone books. Does anyone else remember phone books? Oh, yeah. So does my ass. Not has ever like, you know, beaten us with phone books, but we got threatened a time or two. But we got the whole like wooden spoon situation, uh, right? Like if you went to school telling your teacher like, oh, my mom yelled at me and she like swung a wooden spoon at me, they'd be like, well, what did you do? Yeah. But now like if Mason goes to school and <laughs> tells his teacher that I chased him through the house with a wooden spoon or what Matthew's mom used to call the persuader. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> like, yeah, they'd be called like in a minute, like your kid would not be coming home that day. Yeah. They'd be staying at school where it's safe. Like, just terrible. Well, then we wonder why, like, I think the thing, I think there's a multitude of problems here. One, children are raising children. Like, yes, I, we were both, well, you were younger than me, but like younger on the scale of parents. But like when I was a kid or like even in my high school, I remember there was one pregnant girl you know, and that was in, she was in grade 12 and it's like, but now that, you know, it's happening all the time now and there's fucking shows about it and you know, whatever. But I think we have kids raising kids. So, well, that's not going to teach kids like proper things, you know, and then freaking um, people want to be their kid's best friend over their parent. Yep. And it's like, we wonder why the fucking world is going to shit. Because back in the day, I fucking knew my dad was my dad. And I knew my mom was my mom, you know, and I knew their roles and I knew, you know, blah, blah. And I knew I was their kid. And, you know, and like, that's that, like, you know, as I got older, that, that line got a little muddled with my mom, but you know, as a kid, that was not, you know, and now that, that line like doesn't exist anymore. And so it's like back in the day, like the kids weren't, you know, doing crazy shit and you could have these conversations and you could like, whatever, quote unquote, punish your kids accordingly and all this stuff. And now it's like, everybody's bubble wrapped. Nobody has manners. Nobody understands authority. Nobody respects authority. You know, every kid is self-entitled. Every fucking kid has every fucking allergy and intolerance and this under the sun because they're allowed to think that like you know like when I was a kid we didn't leave the dinner table until your plate was empty like it doesn't matter what was put on that plate like I I have a very like I have a memory ingrained in my head of when my parents were still together so I was under the age of five okay this is how like ingrained it is but I remember my mom made salmon And it was like the first time I had ever eaten salmon or something. I didn't like it. Do you think I got chicken nuggets? No. I fucking sat at that table after the whole... Everybody was gone. Everybody else ate their salmon. And I had to sit at that table for so long. I remember crying and being like... And there was probably... It was probably like a two ounce thing of salmon. 
And eventually my mom came and caved and gave me some mustard to help me eat my salmon. But like, that was it. I love dipping my salmon in mustard. I mean, I love mustard, not with salmon. Oh, so good. Um, But, um, you know, and then I remember like, yeah, coat, like my brother, he was off like playing my parents or whatever. And then my mom could hear my fork on my plate, like scraping the last. And then she comes in and she's like, there you go. You know, but like, that was that. And now these kids are like, me, (laughs) I don't want to. And it's like, that shit didn't happen. Like, I forget. No, when we saw that spoon. Or we saw the belts, or we saw, you know, like you heard your middle name attached to your oh, first name. Yes. Like, oh, then you were like, shit, 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 shit. And now we have kids that literally stand there in front of their parent and go, what? You know, because they just fucking think they're cool shit. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> if I did that to my dad, <laughs> that wouldn't have been good. Oh, no. Like, I remember, like, when my mom would get mad, like, if you were in the crossfire, like you were next. Yeah. Right. Like, and no offense, mom, like this is many years ago, but at the same time, like if you, if she was given one of the siblings shit, you hightailed it the hell out of there. Like be smart, (laughs) get the fuck out now while you can. So I would (laughs) go to my room. I would just see ya. But I was the youngest and I learned from everybody else and I'm very aware of my surroundings and I paid attention to all the shit that my sisters got in trouble for. So that way so I then you didn't do it. Oh, no, no, dear. I could learn how to oh. do it without getting in trouble. Oh. <laughs> all right. And I became very good at this. And like, I, I remember my mom was always really good when it came to dinner. We didn't grow up on seafood like she did on the East Coast. We grew up on steak and potatoes, you know, in the prairies. So <laughs> if it, if she cooked something she knew that we would eat and we were like, and I went to, oh, all bets are off. She will sit there and watch you until you eat it all. <laughs> right. But if it's something where it's like, oh, just try a little bit of it. If you don't like it, fine. But then you just got the rest of dinner without the main, <laughs> the main piece. Right. Yeah. So she made fish and like rice and vegetables. You got rice and vegetables. Mm. Woo. and it was you know like in her mind thinking like oh I'll, I'll eat the fish because this is boring but we never we never ate stuff like that when she was pretty well where she didn't force us to if we really couldn't but we had mm. to be telling the truth and uh <laughs> more often than not i would i'd say i could sit there until the next day i really wouldn't care like i was that kid i was the rebel without a cause like, oh, okay, you're going to sit here at this table and watch me not eat? Fine. I know let's you have to work together. in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's sit together, mom. Okay, like, and I was <clears throat> that rebel without a cause where I'd go to a friend's house after school without even asking permission. Mm, and I would yeah. go and I'd call my house and the answering machine would pick up. And I would be calling to ask permission to have dinner at, you know, so-and-so's house. And what time do I need to be home? So I'm calling and I'm like, hey, mom, I'm just at Stacy's house. Can I stay for dinner? I can. Okay, well, what time do I have to be home? Can I stay until 7? No, I have to be home by 6.30. Okay. All right, mom, love you too. I'll see you at 6.30. Click. What was it like? Because the other parent was listening. 
Yeah. Oh, so, but then what, so then what, like your parent on the other end didn't check the voicemail? Like, I don't understand how that worked My mom was so like technologically not advanced that she never did. And if she did hear the voicemail, it was because my dad checked it. And that was the only reason why they ever listened to that one. But yeah, so, you know, I, I went home and they're like, so how was dinner? And I'm like, because <laughs> I would get home and I would just delete it. Oh, <clears throat> oh my gosh. Yeah, I was bad, like super bad. And like, That's they would so talk funny. about it constantly, continually. Me and my sister, we used to freaking, we used to miss the school bus on purpose. Because again, my mom never drove. So we would watch the school bus would honk three times and then that sucker would drive away. My dad was not going to turn around to drive back however long he had to do. It could have been 15 minutes. He still is not turning around because he's got shit to do. We knew that. So we never called mom. We always called dad. And we were like, dad, we missed the bus. And he's like, fucking fuck, fuck's sakes and fucking fuck. Well, make sure you clean up after yourself or something. And then we call mom and be like, so dad won't drive us to school because he's already like on his way to work and we missed the bus. And then she's not going to scream at work, but she got, she would get upset, but she couldn't leave work to come get us to take us to school. So then we would have a whole day off from school. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we would do whatever we wanted. Jump on the trampoline, watch movies, mess around with things that probably we weren't supposed to, but we didn't care. And like now kids don't even have to do that. Kids can be like, I have COVID. Seriously. <laughs> like, and they don't have to go for 10 days. Man. Well, they're barely in school as it is now. Like, I don't remember having as many days off as kids do now. Like, no. I remember PD days and those were like exciting, but it was like, they were exciting because they were far and few between. They were like once in a blue moon. It yeah, was like, like maybe ridiculous. once or twice a month. Twice, maybe. And then I remember the teacher's convention was always in February because I had a long weekend over my birthday. Because mm. my birthday always fell on family day. Yeah. And now, like, I remember it might have been Mason. I don't know. One of my friends with a kid before I had kids, you know, yeah. like school started on whatever September 6th or some shit and like by September 12th they had a fucking day off yeah and it was like they haven't even been in school for a week and there are they already have a day off like the teachers need to get their shit together already like I don't I don't understand what's going on here yeah like it's ridiculous like we didn't that that didn't no that didn't happen back then oh no 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 oh man I this was honestly like a huge thing for me because like I honestly didn't partially because of this conversation like not because of this conversation but because of what what we're talking about. I was very on the fence about having children. Like I was like I don't know. Like the the like do I want one bad enough that I'm willing to raise a little human and like and put a human in the world the way it's going? Like childhood is not childhood i was literally just talking to somebody about this the other day like 
this person um, is like a tattoo artist. And sometimes every once in a while they bring like their client will bring their kid in. And I mean, this was just like a, a thing that sparked the conversation, but they're like, yeah, so, you know, they'll just plunk an iPad in front of the kid and that's that. And I'm like, then it starts the whole fucking iPad conversation. And it's like that, like go outside, like go play. Like I, I, but it's, but it's such a double end dub. What's that thing? Double ended sword or whatever that term of expression, but, um, where it's like, yeah, like kids are not able to be kids the way that we were able to be kids. Like I, you know, I come home when the school light or when the street lights are on, you know, like my brother and I were out riding bikes in our back alley, like freaking climbing fences and like getting crab apples off people's tree and raspberries out of their bushes that are like growing over their fences and like making jumps and like off fucking boxes and like just out shooting the shit all the time, drinking out of hoses. Like, like Saturday would come and I'm pretty sure my parents wouldn't see us for us for the entire day because we would, you know, in the morning we eat some cereal and freaking just disappear for the entire day. Did, were the parents were my parents worried that we weren't coming home tonight? No, you know. Whereas now it's like you can't walk down the street alone without me being scared. That like like when even when Quinn like would go to the park, I would like Hawkeye her because it's like who the fuck is like around this park that's going to snatch my kid. Like these were not fucking things that kids we had to ever worry about or our and parents ever had to worry with her. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I was I'm literally there with us to the park. We were alone yeah. going to the park. Yeah. We, right? we were, you know, there was, I remember we're in my neighborhood. The only thing that we weren't allowed to do, there was like a main road, like a, a main road. Yeah, and there was traffic lights. We weren't allowed to cross it. Yeah, that was it. But other than that, like the whole neighborhood was all, was like fair game. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we were doing this stuff. And so when I was like thinking about having kids or like if I would, I was like, I don't know, because like you can't have like I think that we were like the last generation to have like a good solid freaking childhood in Not in like I in that. Like, they were playing like street hockey. And I was like, do you see that? Oh, my God. Oh, and the yeah. game was like, car. I'm like, out of the way yeah and i was like matthew they're playing street hockey and he's like i know and i was like wait don't don't i'm just turning around don't call car keep playing keep playing i was it was shocking to see that i was like oh my gosh what is this where am i take take a picture so that way mason sees this one day and knows that it's real yeah like that's so sad amazed amazed yeah now kids just and I don't know, you might not agree because you, you, your kid likes video games, you know, but it's like now kids just sit there and play video games all day. We wonder why, you know, these crazy fucking things are happening in schools because kids are going insane. This is just my opinion. Kids are going insane. Kids are not socializing. Kids are being subjected to violence way earlier than they ever were before they you know every kid is hopped up on some freaking thing for some freaking you know thing that's wrong with them whereas back in the day you were just fucking hyper you know and all these things like yes it's just what in god's like what in god's name is going on here like in 
I don't know. Like, it's just not, there's just so much nowadays that's so different. So there's a fine line between like, you know, like too much tech and like tech time that's appropriate and is okay. I don't have a problem like exposing our kids to technology based off of the world that they're growing up in. Right. That's what I was going to, you know, there's, they have to know it. But knowing it is important, but overindulging is the problem. And Mason, yes, he's got an iPad. There's a computer room upstairs that they game on. There's an Xbox in my living room. Like we have like all the the techie things that he could play with, but it's teaching them the right place in the right time. And if we've earned tech time and that's what we call it. So Mason has always had chores that he's had to do in order to, you know, like earn his tech time. Some Mm -hmm. days he will do no chores and he has tech time. It it happens. Those are like weekend days. I don't Mm -hmm. mind. (laughs) I'm so dry. It's unreal. Um, I don't, I don't mind him being exposed to it and, and having that access to it and knowing it and having the knowledge and learning it. I feel bad for some kids who don't have any access and they're not allowed because when they do actually get to a junior high, high school or collegiate level of school, they're going to be really, really overwhelmed and with really not behind. only the, the course load of what they have to perform and provide in school, but also the level of technology that they have to use in order to do that. But it's when you overindulge in the tech is when it becomes a problem. When your kid won't leave the house without an iPad, when you can't like the tattoo artist and them sitting there on a couch, like, I'm sorry, unless you're getting like a micro tattoo, that's going to take 15 minutes. Your kid's sitting there in a tattoo shop for five hours on an iPad overindulging. Yeah. Right. An unnecessary amount. If I tell, you know, my son, like, okay, the iPad's done, turn it off. I'm not experiencing this knockdown, drag out, lay on the floor, kick, scream, temper tantrum that some people deal with because their kids are like so like addicted and need that constant screen time that without it, they're like little crackheads. I just need a taste. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, no. I, I yeah. wouldn't be able, so I'm, I'm kind of grateful in a, in a way that Mason was exposed to like tech and iPads and stuff at a younger age. I think he was like three when Matthew let him play on his iPad once, like when he first started, but like, mm-hmm. it's always been like a give or take. And it's the same thing that you teach your kids with toys. You know, if you don't want them to be like savage and not share, you take the toy. Like, okay, my turn right? You're going to take it from them. You're going to play with it for a few minutes and then you're going to hand it back and you're going to explain to them what you're doing. You know, oh, we're sharing my turn, your turn. Same thing with tech. Be like, here, you can, okay, sure. Check it out. But then I'm going to take it away. It's going to go. Or you have like, you know, Sunday's family day. It's a no tech zone. There's no tech. The only kind of tech we have is when we choose a movie to watch together as a family at the end of the day. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that it can be structured. I was going to say healthy, but it didn't sound proper. I'm like, how is that healthy? It's not healthy. Yeah. Structured. 
I can see your point of view and I, I do agree with parts of it. You have to agree. You know, I, pardon. I said, you have to agree with me on everything. I'm just kidding. No. Um, but you know, like I do agree in the sense that the world is very tech based world and it's only getting more so. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, the kids need to freaking understand that to a degree because, like, heck, they're barely even learning how to, like, write with a pen anymore. So, it's, like, they you kind of need to learn. Pardon? They don't teach them cursive anymore. Yeah, I heard that. That's fucked up. Um, You know, so I get it. But the fact, it, and I mean, really, it kind of also comes down to a parenting thing. But it's, like, well, it very much comes down to a parenting thing. But, um parents no longer want to fucking parent their kids they Mm -hmm. want to plop it in front of it's easier plop your kid in front of an ipad plop your kid in front of what i'm just using an ipad as an example but you know the you guys all get what i'm trying to say the main culprit for sure plop your kid in front of an ipad and well you won't hear them for hours you don't have to worry about them you know you can sit there and scroll your phone you can sit there and do whatever the fuck you want to do because it's easier than you know having to stimulate your child or play with your child or you know keep them whatever keep an eye on them while they go and freaking you know tear apart the sandbox like i don't know and so i it's it's a whole thing right like it's a parent issue but it's also it's turning into an issue I believe with, yeah, kids that now like kids that have no social skills, they have no, um, in regards to like self-regulation because when you're playing a video game or you're watching all these things like that, you can explode, you can get way too excited, you know, and keep in mind, little kids brains are like fucking sponges and they are like overstimulated and it it happens so quickly so if this kid is just sitting there watching these things that are like you know shooting their brain from like levels 10 to 1 to 2 to 3 to 10 to 10 to 10 to 1 to 1 you know then you're ending up molding these children that have no fucking form of self-regulation no form of emotional regulation because they don't have to and because half the time the parents not even watching what's going on and so I don't know. I think it's turning kids into, you know, terrible, terrible little demon children and which also turns them into bad little adults um, because, well, if you aren't taught those things as a child, you are just going to sit there and develop, continue to develop these habits as you grow. And then all of a sudden you are a fucking 30 year old person who has no emotional regulation and, you know, all these things. So um I don't know. I don't know. I'm off on a rant now, but I just like Ron, she's going. It's I I'm very passionate about this. Um, you know, and that just wasn't a thing. You know, as a kid, you went out and you freaking played and you got tired and you got dirty and you know, we weren't always sick all the time and you know, we had social skills and we had friends and all these things because well, we were out doing kid shit. And, um, I think it's very sad that kids are not able to be raised like that anymore. And it's exactly that they're not even able to because of the world that we're living in nowadays. But I think that there are ways that you can still preserve it. I Um, feel like the next movement that needs to happen is like hashtag bring back kid shit. Yeah. Like this is half the reason Mm -hmm. why. And unfortunately, 
it didn't work out this way, but I always said like, if I was to ever have kids, I wanted to be out on a piece of land and I wanted to have a farm before I ever brought kids into this world because I just wanted them to be raised out on a farm, like doing farm shit, you know, going around like tearing up shit on dirt bikes and going and, you know, climbing hay bales and breaking your leg when you jump off the barn and, you know, you're going and mucking stalls and like doing the shit that like kids can do, not sitting there in front of a video game you know, talking to some 50 year old creep who's trying, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just, or being a freaking 13 year old girl who is doing like TikTok dances in her bedroom that I see like 30 year olds do. And I'm like, girl, that's uh, a little bit risque. And then I fucking swipe and there's a 13 year old doing it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like and the worst uh, part about it is the outfit the 13 year old is wearing is just as bad as the 30 year old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know how like hard it is just, to tell the difference between someone who's 13 and someone who's 25? Yeah. That's scary. That is that scary. Mm hmm. Like, like when, when we were 13, your potential girlfriend, like that's scary. Like, I've <laughs> when we were 13. Like, one day. One day we looked 13 you know like it was yeah we were ugly yeah like (laughs) dream that moose you know and like what but it's like i was a hideous little child like now it's like teen stage anymore have you noticed like there's no awkward like you don't go through that like ugly duckling phase and then all of a sudden boom you're 18 you're pretty no no there's not not any of that anymore like they will never so know wrong. the 90s orange pumpkin mask that we wore for foundation. The fact that we didn't yeah. do eyebrows or mascara and we just had raccoon eyes and orange faces <laughs> with concealer and, on our lips as lipstick. Yeah. Like you'll never know the struggle. And I just, I don't know. Like you have access to way too much, far mm-hmm. too much. And then if I have to question whether you're a 13-year-old girl or a 23-year-old adult, I'm terrified. Same thing goes for boys. Do you know how many times I've been on TikTok and I'm like, oh, you're an attractive dude. And I'm like, oh, you're 15. Okay, robbing the cradle, going to bed. We're done. Yeah. That's when TikTok gets turned off for the night. Yeah. Yeah. When it's like, oh, you know, like, uh, what's your name? What's your sign? What's your age? And it's like 17. I'm like, goodbye. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> like, I'm over it. We're out of here. I can't do it anymore. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, that's happened a few times. And I'm like, oh, you're cute. Yeah. And then I'm like, what? No, you're not. No, you are not. Born in, in, in 2009 or something. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know how old you would be if you were born in 2009. I'm a barber and a hairstylist for a reason. I don't do math. But in the 2000. 2000s, it's too close for me. Like, I, th- I think my cousins are born in 2001 and they're 22 this year. But still, you're 20. Yeah, I think you would be 15 if you were 2009? 14? Yeah, something like that. If we're both I wrong, if, if, if this is the part where people are laughing, perfect. Keep well, going. Well, no, because you go 2009, 
2019, that's 10. And then 19 yeah, and 23, though. Pardon? So, if we're yeah, and then you go 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So, 10 plus 4 is 14. Or we could just use a calculator like my math teacher told me I'd never have access to for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, how old would you be? So, 2005, 2023? You'd be no, you 18. said 2009. Oh. Well, same difference, right? 14. So, yeah, four-year difference. Right. <laughs> Bitch can do math. But still, even Surprising, if you were born in 2005 and now you're 18, you are still too young, my friend. Yeah. For me to keep going, oh, you're kind of cute. No. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. No. This is... It's it's a crazy, crazy world. Crazy world. It's terrifying. Every single day. I honestly, like, I have clients in my chair, you know, anywhere from, like, 10 to 15 times a day. And every single one of them are like, do you got kids? I'm like, yeah, I have an 11-year-old going on 22. And they're like, mm -hmm. oh, right on. And they're like, aren't you concerned about the world that he's going to grow up in? And I'm like, when he actually becomes an adult and has to enter the world and be a, like a, you know, upstanding citizen. Yeah. I'm terrified. I don't know mm -hmm. what his world is going to look like. I yeah. have no clue what kind of biological warfare the government's going to want to use next week or, you know, how often they're going to change their mind on what's regulated and what's unregulated, what's accepted, what's not accepted, what you are and aren't allowed to do. It. I don't know. No clue. The only thing I'm kind of hoping for is that they change the legal drinking age to 21 before he turns 18. Cause I was so afraid that was going to happen to me. <laughs> I don't know. I think that there, I think that there's, yeah, never mind. We can talk about that another time. Do you know what you just did to my ADHD brain? You can't put something just, out like that. I don't know how I feel. Like, because it's like, is it better for kids to, well, kids, like young adults, to like get it out of their system at 18 so that by the time they are, you know, in their 20s and that, like they are kind of, it's out of their system and they can, you know, get good jobs and be better people. Or should people freaking have to wait until they're 21? And then imagine being 21 and you're finally legal and like, you, then you start going nuts. And like, when you think about it, how long do like your nut years last, you know, like at least normally, like at least like three, like, you know, three on like the low end five. So let's say we started 21, 22, 23, 24. You're like 24 before you start to calm your shit down. And then you got to like, pull your head out of your ass and freaking 20, like I became a mom at 25. So it's like, and then all of a sudden you have to like get a big girl job and do big girl things. Whereas if you start at 18, you're like done by the time you're like 20, 21. And then you're like, now you can go and like get big girl jobs and, and grow up. But realistically, when you think about this, okay. Did you wait until you were 18 to drink? Oh God, no. There you go. 
But that's right? what I, no, I know. But like for like le- what what is the better legal age, you know? My thing is is when I would rather you have like a, a little bit more maturity behind it, but again, mm. it comes down to parenting. You know, if the legal True. age I just wanted to change to 21 just so I can be like, hey, hey, because I'm that type of parent with Mason, right? Like we do. You have, have that, to still wait. <laughs> yeah. We have that buddy, buddy relationship too, where like I'm his parent. I lay down the law. He knows like if there was putting the fear of God into the child, thus is what I have done. And to him, I am God. Okay. And so uh, <laughs> we also have moments where we can be very candid and like, you know, very real with one another and we can laugh with one another. And like, I'll tell him like, well, I hope that it changes to 21. He's like, well, why would it do that? And I said, because they threatened that when I was your age, but he's not even thinking of that concept at this point. But I just think it would be funny to be like, ha ha, you have to wait. (laughs) If, if he was going to actually drink at the age of 18 and be considered legal, I would hope that you would have, again, those realism conversations to talk about, you know, drinking and what it's about and what it's not about and the dangers and the fears and the worries and the issues that can, you know, come about if you don't take it on with like a more like mature concept, because you can either be immature, get blackout drunk, fall down, knock out a few teeth, puke on your friend's shoes, who knows? But then you can also get behind the wheel of a car. You can kill people. I watched a video on TikTok the other day of this girl who literally mowed down two pedestrians and had no idea. And she was talking about going to school the next day as if it wasn't a big deal that these two human beings are now legitimately dead. And she was like laughing and carrying on. And uh, well, what about my car? And how am I going to get it here? Like, you need to understand this concept, girl. You are going to prison. And then yeah. you know, her lawyers argued the fact that it was it was accidental. She didn't go into it knowing that it was going to happen. You still got behind the wheel of a car knowing that you were intoxicated. She was three mm-hmm. times the legal limit, right? Like, and then, you know, from there, like, are you using alcohol to cope? There's so many different, like, areas things could go very, very, like, scary and dangerous and awry if there's no communication. Mm, and no, like, not the proper maturity behind it. I can see, yeah. Yeah. Like, I've grown up with alcohol. Good point of view. Life. Right. So now as, as you know, someone in her thirties, I can have a drink. I cannot have a drink. I don't care. It doesn't Mm -hmm. bother me either way. Like I can go out to a bar where everybody is drinking and be stone cold sober and still have just as much fun as everybody else who can't see their own toes. You know, like I, it doesn't bother me. And I would like Mm -hmm. for him to have that same mentality where it doesn't have to be about that. I've watched people in my life turn a legal age and go absolutely balls to the walls. Insanity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, depends on the communication. Maturity is maturity. You're either going to be mature enough to be responsible enough or you're not. 
but you'll mm-hmm. figure it out because something will smack you in the face. True. Like the garbage can that you're trying to puke in and but can't see. <laughs> the toilet. Or the fact that you thing. woke up on the bathroom floor hugging the porcelain toilet. You know, it happens. Yeah. Don't get me Goodness. wrong. I went out with my cousins when they were when they turned 18. And my goal was to get them as like shittered as I possibly could. So that way they'd never want to drink again. Like bottom shelf tequila. Nasty shit. Maybe that's what my parents should have done with me. It didn't even phase them. But I don't think it would have phased me either if my parents had done that. Because I would have had that whole, like, bring it on. True. I mean, that's what I did have. And it's what led me to my ultimate road of sobriety. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? You learned a lot in that time. Oh, 100%. But I don't want to get off topic. We should wrap it up. We should wrap it up. We've oh, been talking for two hours. Night. Yeah. This is what this happens like when we have like an open topic and we're just going. I think it's great. I like it. I think the world All needs right, everybody. and not be afraid to have opinions. But remember, yeah. opinions are like assholes. It's great that you have one. No one needs to smell it. I don't think I've ever heard that (laughs) or see it I don't know which is if it's smell or see but I would it would make more sense that you would smell an asshole before you seen it because that would make more sense I thought it was something like opinions are like opinions are like assholes like I remember the beginning of that and then it was something like Everybody has one, but not everybody wants to see it or something. See, it's either so see or smell. Some of them like keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that was, yeah. Anyway, that was a long one. It was a good one, though. We covered a lot of shit. And uh, to all you listening, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Make sure you rate, subscribe, comment. Drops every Saturday everywhere you listen to your podcast. Also, check us out on YouTube. Follow us. All the links are down below. I hope you guys have a freaking fantastic rest of your day. Don't forget, move your body, drink your water, do your positive affirmations. (laughs) And, yeah, we're out. Ciao, bitches. Good night. (laughs)